Opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Are the hard left what's it? So we know the hard left the who associate with the hard left. He just said that we want to run away from the hard left agenda. Printing money, mutualization No distractions, no bullshit. This is the real deal. Let's get down to it. Let's cook. To real politic uncensored. Yo, yo, late night real politic. Nothing is off limits. <laughs> if there's one thing we're known for, it's censoring ourselves. <laughs> real politic XXX. We might, we might fuck each other. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> How are you doing then? Uh, I'm okay, thanks, man. Yeah, just um, been a bit better after the last couple of days. Last, ugh, I just had like a load of headaches, and I was just getting really burned out on like Palestine and all this bullshit. Yeah, like, you know. But now I'm 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 following it again. I'm I'm back and getting I, back. I, in I the think loop. there is uh, necessarily a, a certain numbness that comes after a long enough time, even of just the most horrendous news and. You do have to fight that numbness, but like it's also a defense mechanism to keep you sane. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But like I say, I'm uh, I'm back on it now, um, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that. Well, so is the IDF. <laughs> oh yeah, in a big way. I mean, they're just uh, they're warmongering out there, aren't they? They are. All right, yeah. So uh, welcome to Real Politic. It's our sort of uh, regular roundup like sorry the last episode took so long to come out we know a lot of shit has happened since then so we want to uh you know try and cover a lot of that stuff and get this one out a lot quicker than the last one i think so yeah it's just me and yaya this week like grinds in um wales or some bullshit i don't just some fucking you know we'll get more on the welsh made later. up place yeah, made up place. Uh, it's actually Dundee, which I believe is in Scotland. But uh, we are Fiction. again just just giving uh, Grant's enemies the idea, uh, <laughs> some some <laughs> knowledge of his whereabouts to track. We him down. frequently dox our podcast hosts. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, I don't believe he's on the longest street in Dundee. I think that's just Glasgow, so you might not have too many doors to knock on. But yeah, uh, we're <laughs> uh, we're just gonna have um, a loose and informal chat today. But we are gonna cover some politics stuff because it's been on our mind a pretty significant amount. And when I say politics stuff, well. I probably am going to, like, slag Sakir Starmer off. I probably am going to call him a cunt a few times, but we're mainly going to try and focus on what is actually going on in Palestine and uh, the surrounding areas. And, um, (laughs) you know, you you probably don't come to us for, like, a lesson, an academic lesson on uh, what is going on out there. But hopefully, you know, we feel passionately about what's going on, and if you've been distressed by what's going on, hopefully just hearing some people talk about it might be cathartic to you. And so, yeah, okay, rather than just try and give us some kind of fucking mission statement, which is exactly the kind of shit I hate and try not to do, uh, (laughs) like, summing up our conclusions at the end of the episode. This ain't no essay. Like, I don't fucking know what's going on. I don't have any conclusions. We don't have structure. Mm. Uh, yeah, we're this is jazz podcasting and um, Palestine. What? What's the deal? Palestine. Two thousand years ago. I don't know. I feel like I'm setting up a movie or something here. Um, yeah. Um. That, and that is basically the entire basis of uh, Israel's claims to the land is like, hey, our, so our holy book uh, says that like a few thousand years ago, um, our great 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 grandparents lived there, and that's like super awesome, you know. Like, so I mean, I guess you know, the Book of Mormon means that Utah is just like that's permanently Mormon territory for like that's always been. Mormon, you know, right? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, it's, yeah. Yeah, the the Mormons need their own state. Have you never considered Mormon self-determination? Oh, they've got it. The history of (laughs) anti-Mormon oppression in the United States. (laughs) It wouldn't quite work, would it, but... (laughs) (laughs) There was, it's it's pretty wild. I don't know how much you know about, like, the history of Mormonism, but, like, they, they, they had wars against the federal government... It's pretty <laughs> out there, man. Oh, that's cool. But actually, I have they, they were ultimately that. sided. With, ultimately, they got along because they both had a common enemy, enemy in the Native Americans. Ah, there we go. The white man at it again, doing what they do best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, like you already said, like, I mean, neither of us are exactly experts on this topic, and. I'll be honest, I, I even though I, I have been like pro-Palestinian liberation for a long time, I really didn't know that much detailed information until uh, this whole crisis flared up and I, I started really, really looking into it. Uh, like I remember like back in my Twitter days years ago, I'd get into arguments with Zionists, but I, I didn't have any of the talking points down really. I, I didn't I just knew that there was oppression going on against Palestinians and that was bad. And that was like the extent of my knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of us have been there. Yeah. Well, that's, that's it. I mean, you can, you can only try to learn, right? You you can get more knowledge. Um, That's what this requires of us. And uh, like, uh, I, 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 uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Been on a journey. 
<laughs> being yeah. on a journey, man. It, it's it's been it's been a rough one, and um, so I've I, I I you already know this, Jack, but uh, mm-hmm. for our listeners, I've actually began like uh, taking steps, uh, serious steps towards uh, renouncing my Israeli citizenship. Which, in fairness, like I, I got, I got it as a baby. I didn't choose it, and like, uh, I ne- I, I have an old passport that I haven't renewed since I was like sixteen, uh, so almost half my life. But I would like to do, do take the official steps of uh, just removing that, really, because yeah, like. I mean, the obvious fact of what's going on is the 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 catalyst. But like, ultimately, it's it. Israel is not my home. It really isn't. I've never lived there. <laughs> I visited twice in my life. Uh, what most recently when I was fifteen. So yeah, half but to my be fair, that ago. was to settle, wasn't it? You vi- you visited once. You were like, "This is cool." You visited twice. I did visit once. Uh, tw- yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you say I, I'm recording home, this, <laughs> you mean it's not your birthplace. I'm recording this from an illegal settlement in the West Bank. <laughs> I'll have to tell you about a little misunderstanding that took place on Twitter. But carry on, carry nice, on. Nice, nice. Yeah, and and like I mean, so yeah, I just need I need to get rid of uh, that citizenship, and uh, unfortunately, I am running into obstacle after obstacle. As as an Israeli citizen, you do have the legal right to renounce your citizenship at any point, Um, and you can be rejected by I think it's the Minister of Interior or something. I don't know. Uh, but that's apparently very, very rare. I don't know what you would do to have it be rejected. Hopefully, he's like, no, uh, you must be our citizen. <laughs> we like you too much. You're too cool. Come on. <laughs> uh, and but that's not even yeah, that's not the main obstacle so far. I'm running into is they only have the forms available in Hebrew, a language that I. I I can say mom and dad in, and that's like <laughs> the extent of my knowledge. Okay. Do you want to put uh, out that appeal uh, on the sh- live on air? Do you want to yeah, this is a good opportunity. Uh, probably, if if we do have any comrades in the audience who have at least a basic knowledge of Hebrew, uh, there's just two pages of forms that I really need to find a way to get translated. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm currently. I've I've asked. Last week, I sent an email to the San Francisco consulate of Israel asking if they have, like, any accommodations for people who don't speak Hebrew. No response, not even, like, a confirmation, and, like, their website doesn't work, uh, so I don't know what's going on there. I forwarded the email to the Los Angeles, New York, and Chicago consulates in the hopes that at least one of them might answer me. Uh, and then, yeah, the other problem is a much more minor one. It's just, I've got to get to one of those consulates physically in person to make my renunciation, which that's pretty, all of the, like the closest one is San Francisco and that's like a 12, 17 hour drive from where I am. So it's, (laughs) were you planning to head down to San Fran at some point? (laughs) (laughs) Not really, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah, Yeah, man, Um, catch a gig out there or something or some nice venues. Yeah, 
Um, it, it would be worthwhile. Uh, maybe maybe I'll do it for my vacation in the coming year if I can get the forms all sorted out. Yeah, <laughs> you, see, you said it's uh, not as expensive, the like, administrative fee to renounce your Israeli citizenship as you initially thought it was. Uh, but I, I was guess worried the it would be costs, crazy. Uh, but will yeah. factor in somewhat. It is a little silly that I have to pay like the equivalent of $90 for it. I feel like surely it doesn't take $90 worth of labor time to approve such a thing, but whatever. Uh, I, I guess I'll pay my blackmail money to the Israeli state to get out. It's, 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 it's like a ransom they're holding me. Like, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's... Release That's what the hostages. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess uh, breaking news. Breaking news as of time of recording. So who knows what that means when this gets released? But uh, mm. th- yeah, they've Hamas has just re- released two more uh, 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 of their hostages, making a total of four releases so far. Didn't uh, they with- offer to release a couple Nothing more? Nothing in return. Uh- yeah, didn't they offer to release a couple more and Israel were just like, nah, fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, after all the talk of just like release the hostages, that's like, I think that was like the chant at the uh, pro-Israel rally that they held in London the other day that had mm-hmm. like, they said 20,000 people. It didn't look like 20,000. <laughs> what a turnout. What a sad, sad pathetic turnout for the miserable bastards uh, but <laughs> whereas um, the palestinian one got at least 150,000 that's a conservative estimate that was, from the uh, wasn't it like 150,000 the first time and then wasn't there a second one where they had 100,000 mm, yeah it's like, something that's, like that's that pretty good turnout yeah for sure yeah uh, yeah the, my understanding of the timeline with the hostage release scenario thing is being well obviously first hamas took these hostages the 200 or so and then israel just like immediately started carpet bombing the entire area where the hostages were being kept uh Mm. which is cool and then hamas said if you don't stop the bombings we're going to start executing hostages on camera and the whole world freaked out and like all the social media were like be prepared to like cut shut down live streams and stuff just in case and and like israel said yeah we're going to keep bombing and they kept bombing and hamas did not execute any hostages that we know of they certainly didn't release any videos which like it would defeat the point if you did it without releasing the video yeah so presumably they haven't executed any intentionally and uh then yeah just kind of out of the blue thanks to like their middlemen in qatar and stuff like they've uh they released two american hostages first because like you got to appease america (laughs) and now they've now they've released two israeli hostages even though yeah israel has just said nothing except for like there will be no ceasefire uh in fact yesterday they they said uh we're going to increase the bombings uh in preparation for our full invasion yeah uh, so that's really really cool uh and it really yeah seems really cool i don't know what else to say about that yeah how fucking it's not- cool israel is being in this fucking situation oh my god because there's like upwards of 5,000 Palestinian political prisoners imprisoned in Israel, uh, like mm-hmm. many of them incarcerated without charge or trial. And like um, that includes like 
fucking 170 children just looking at, at these numbers yeah. and and like uh are israel like releasing any of those people no 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 they're releasing fucking bombs <laughs> taking new prisoners every day in the west bank <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah that's they're not cra- killing them crazy what's happening in the west bank where like as you know many have pointed out hamas are not in government yeah no Contro- um, controlled by the palestinian authority who are basically like israel <laughs> of course idf keeps saying like oh they were uh hamas uh, terrorists uh, that we arrested uh and uh, there was insurgency and blah, 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 blah. like yeah yeah um They've always got their like, reasons. Got no, they? yeah, the, the security state will find something for sure. And I just like if the response to these hostage releases by Hamas has just been, I mean, predictable, but also just kind of like so out there, in my opinion. Like everybody's acting like we don't know why they're doing it. Uh, we I guess they're just trying to get us to go easy on them. And, like, obviously that's a factor that comes into these things. That's why you take hostages. But, like, they're, they're not getting anything concrete in return at all. They're literally yeah. just trying. They are so obviously playing for time, just being like, look, we're not killing them. We are get Here, have some more. Have a little trickle. Please don't fucking butcher all of us. Yeah, and they're, they're not getting anything in return. And And... Of course, in the West, you just get this great homogenizing effect where it's like, uh, you know, Hamas is they, they love to be calling Hamas ISIS lately. And they, they oh, yeah. and in, in the mind of the average Westerner, it's the same as Al Qaeda. It's the same as the Taliban. They're yeah, all they were just scary brown Muslim people who they yeah, like to definitely. blow themselves up or something. Right. Some people and over like, here were making up a story about that. There were ISIS flags flying at the pro-Palestinian protests. <laughs> it was bullshit. They were like. I'm not going to pretend to be some expert on, like, um, Islamic iconography, but it was a a different uh, Islamic thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, there's a... I I don't know the details, but there is, uh, like, the common Islamic creed, which is the Shahada, you know, but I don't know the exact words, but it's like, you know, there is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his prophet, and that is probably a phrase... (laughs) <laughs> that's a phrase that's on the Hamas flag so it might be on the ISIS flag I don't know uh, and, well ISIS but, like, let's be real ISIS have a very fucking cool flag I don't actually know it off the top if it, of my if head. it was the ISIS flag I would have recognised it because in the 2017 election I was like uh, photoshopping uh, like the ISIS and Lib Dems logos together <laughs> regularly <laughs> and trust me ISIS have a sick brand Bro, I, okay, well, the lo- they have a sick logo. I mean, their brand is somewhat uh, toxic, <laughs> uh, internationally at least. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. what's funny is, again, I, I, I'm not an expert on these Sorry, matters. just issuing I, a correction on my, my previous statement. You do not need to hand it to the Islamic State. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I mean, I have heard they are, like, pretty clever on the whole social media front. Uh, again, not like saying that's a great thing but i have you gotta hand it to them they're (laughs) pretty fucked though now aren't they since like the whole i think they have been in in decline since the whole world kind of banded against them yeah they they, they got a a little 
Yeah, I think they're still active, like in North Africa, and like they're like <laughs> I know because like uh, there's a lot of like good rock musicians from Mali and places like that, and that they're getting. Is that Boko Haram? Yeah, it might be Boko Haram. Which I know is, there was an. Uh, they're affiliated there at some point. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, this is so besides the point. <laughs> yeah, we are getting so off topic. Yeah. Actual point being, I don't know if you know this, but uh, ISIS and Hamas are enemies. They've literally yeah. fought against each other. <laughs> like, I do and know and that. Israel has even propped up ISIS in order to fight Hamas. So, yeah. Um, I, do, I wonder who's the real ISIS in this situation. Have you got any more facts on the Israel ISIS connection? <laughs> I'll be honest, my sources, I, I don't have a source at hand at the moment. See, I, my, 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 my source is Hassan. <laughs> my source is uh, the, the Hamas press office. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, just like, uh, we've got a list of citations for this episode, by the way. If you go to it, it's just one. Hamas uh, press release 2023. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they'd love to mention that Hamas is, in fact, the government of well, the Gaza Strip. Like, wasn't it a Christian yeah, it, it hospital? Is, is. Um, like uh, Hamas, famous Christians. I think. Yes, I'm sure the, 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 hospital... al- the Al Ali uh, bombing. That was yeah. That's a Baptist hospital. So. And and as we know, Hamas are just determined to spread Baptist ideology throughout uh, the Middle East. The Baptists are a hotbed of Islamic fundamentalism. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean... Uh, well, here's yeah, a source on. from Wikipedia. Okay, okay yeah, let's hear what Wikipedia um, has to the say. The Syrian government and Iranian officials have accused Israel and the United States government of supporting ISIS by attacking Hezbollah and the Syrian Arab army, as well as arming and giving medical attention to the Islamic State. Oh. Israel has strenuously denied accusations of providing arms and medical support to Islamic State fighters. <laughs> My, and their I sources did not are the Jerusalem support. Post and Times of Israel. So, Oh, okay. Oh, right. Oh, shit. So the, the Times of Israel thought this was worth reporting on. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, not the most anti-Zionist of publications there. Uh. (laughs) Um, Israel's defense minister says the next stage of the war will be a deadly multi-pronged attack by air, sea and land yeah you know you you release hostages to get um, a kind of uh, that kind of uh, concession (laughs) from your enemy (laughs) it really is like something that if it wasn't so horrific, if there hadn't been nearly 5,000 Palestinian deaths so far, there is something mm. darkly comedic about the situation in a Four Lions-ish way, you know, where... They literally like, have been bombing mosques for a start. <laughs> That's like one of the best bits in Four Lions. Let's bomb the yeah, mosque! Yeah, just... I just I can picture what Hamas is doing. Like, they, they pull off this attack and they, they get these hostages and they're just like... Well, surely they're not going to bomb their own hostages, right? Oh, oh well, no, <laughs> never mind. They don't care. Surely they'll be willing to do any kind of trade that, like, they've done in the past. No, just like this, <laughs> this comedy of errors. But it's of course horrific by because of the uh, ethnic cleansing that's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that fucking, um, you know, like if you've already killed five thousand Palestinians and then you're going to launch a deadly multi-pronged attack 
you know, that suggests that what you've been doing so far is just, you know, fucking like child's play compared to what's to come. Yeah, they just keep saying how they're going to escalate. And it's gotten to the point where the U.S. actually said something to them like, uh, you have our support, but you do not have a blank check to oh. do whatever you want. Because now although, America is getting very annoyed. They, they do. They've but given them so much money. Like, in terms I of do think America is <laughs> getting a little annoyed because of the fact that there's still American hostages there. And they don't want Israel to just hey, go they and might, they murder might not them still all. Be, yeah, well, they might, yeah, they might be dead if Israel has done one, a deadly multi-pronged attack by air. You know, at least. Well, yeah, at, at least as of this recording, is the IDF was claiming they have intelligence saying that there are still U.S. hostages alive within the Gaza Strip. Okay, well, I wouldn't be surprised. No, yeah, probably. I'm, I'm sure they haven't all been bombed by Israel yet. Yeah, like there's what two million people there. You can't. They're not. They're not oh, going to yeah. have killed all of them. Oh. Although the ones who aren't dead are living in unimaginable suffering at the moment, like with the oh, yeah. lack of resources that they have. They let in twenty trucks of food for like for two million people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's on Saturday they let in twenty. On Sunday they let in fourteen, and I believe today okay. they let in another twenty. But again, this is okay. I think the UN said it was around four percent of the daily needs of the population, and yeah. it's been zero fuel. So they do, they cannot run their desalination plants, which means that future trucks are going to have to be almost entirely water just to meet the water needs if they don't deliver fuel soon. And all the hospitals, all the incubators and everything, they're going to turn off. I think they've got like a day or two of fuel left in their reserves as of recording. Fucking hell. And this um, marks an escalation on the usual Israeli approach to uh, food vis-a-vis the blockade, which is to keep Palestinians just above starvation levels so that they're suffering Yeah, it's keeping them dying. on a diet, they now call it's it. Just, yeah, now it is just straight-up starvation. Yes. Uh, with 1.4 million displaced out of a population of 2.2 million, I mean, it's just unreal. I don't... Yeah. I, it's, I, I think we keep saying that on this show. Like, it's just about this. Like, it's unreal. It's unbelievable. Like, it's but it is absolutely mad. real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's no, just it's... you can't process it like this kind of thing going on. Like, there is just like an innate surreality to war, isn't there? It's just so it's so fucking heightened. It's like the colors are all blurring yeah. as it happens. Like, oof. and the shocking difference in the reporting, where it's like there will be endless pieces like i keep saying like about the same like israeli victims of their attack and the same israeli hostages i keep hearing like about these these names these faces these stories and then you'll see another one that's like oh 16 palestinians murked in a fucking bombing yeah like whatever yeah Yeah. exactly like i fucking i was like uh just in the kitchen the other day and my my mum was out the room but she'd like left radio 4 on it was just playing you know bbc radio for it's like the like middle brow uh, talk radio in Britain to explain mm. TIA. Uh, if you if you you, you know I have about a vague radio recollection, 4, right? yeah, yeah. It's it's not like a music channel. Basically, it's yeah, like, yeah. Um, it's a serious channel for news and discussion and so forth. Although they have they have shitty comedy panel shows on there. That's like about half. Of yeah, it. it's like half <laughs> shitty panel shows. My parents half- love the panel shows, man. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> but they're, they're, the person on on the news on Radio Four, they were just talking about all these dead people and all these uh, victims and stuff. And I I could tell it was about Israel and Palestine. And I was just listening. They were talking about uh, you know very horrific stuff. And I was just trying to get some sense of what was happening. And I picked up after a while that their source that they were citing was just. And the Israeli intelligence service has told us this and this and this. And they were just repeating all these claims that Israel yes. had told them. And then I realized what they were talking about. And it was the initial attack by Hamas. And I was like, hang on. That's like two fucking weeks ago. Like, <laughs> like 5,000 Palestinians have died since then. You know, and probably more like, yeah. uh, I, you know, I'm sure... You know, how many more Israelis have died in that time, actually? Like, have some IDF people been killed in combat? I have seen a few headlines about IDF soldiers getting killed. Like, there was, yesterday, there was a few raids into Gaza, and okay. they all got beaten back by Hamas, and I was a bit like, oh, that's, oh. that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Yair said that, and he's the Jewish one, so please don't come after me. Like, <laughs> also, Yair doesn't live in the UK, so you know it'd just be useless doing a prevent investigation into him. Like, don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting to run afoul of like British law at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, there was some legit, like, actual neo-Nazis outside the synagogue the other. Day. Oh really? Uh, so uh, they are feeling a little emboldened. There's a, there must be a smidgen of truth to that, but it's sick when they come in on this uh, legitimate liberation struggle to bandy about their own fucking yeah. bullshit, right? I've seen the right like slightly divided on this issue because all the mainstream right, including like the mainstream far right, you know, like popular alternative media figures on on the right they're all fucking slavishly pro-israel but mm. some of their fans <laughs> have an issue with israel and for, for example um some like nazi on twitter posted this it was like a graph of all these u.s politicians who i guess support israel and it was like showing uh next to each of them that they were jewish and it's like uh, look at all these jews blah 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 blah. and ian miles chong who's a very right-wing online yeah. dipshit he was like this is disgraceful blah 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 there's nothing why are you saying these people out for being Jews and all his followers are just like, are oh, you fucking cuck? Sell out. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I guess it's a no-lose situation since the Nazi solution would just be glass the entire Middle East. Yeah. They're not exactly fans of anyone out that way. No. So did you catch that Piers Morgan Bassem Youssef interview? I did, yeah. I haven't got round to the uh, Hassan one, but I did check out the Bassem Youssef interview. I thought it was I think Hassan did a fun, did a reasonably good job, but I think Bassem, Bassem Youssef really got some amazing zingers in there. Yeah, he like had the, the right whole, to like, this anger. What what is the what is the conversion ratio between uh, Israeli babies and Palestinian babies? I just want to know. I agree. You know, you kill them all, but like, uh, what's the ratio? What's the I exchange like, rate? 
I liked uh, when um, what Piers is a Morgan... proportionate response. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, but... I, I liked when Piers Morgan kept like sucking his own dick about how he opposed the Iraq <laughs> War, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and and, and Bassem was just like, "Yes, Piers, yes, you are one of the good ones." Like, yeah, <laughs> very funny. He's like, he "You are yeah, a great I'm not man. talking about you, Piers. You're great. <laughs> You're great." Yeah, exactly. That no, that was it. Was a very very funny and 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 righteously angry appearance. Yeah, it like found the right balance for like comedy in a dire situation like this mm-hmm. thought, whoever appears morgan's booking agent is you know keep it up you're doing a fucking brilliant job i mean sure <laughs> i guess you've got to keep getting on like ben shapiro and ron DeSantis yeah. to appeal to the kind of uh you know fucking mouth breathers who watch talk tv uh and probably to peers himself but yeah keep getting on the righteous uh islamic brothers you know <laughs> it's like... just he's such a debate bro isn't he he yeah. loves to be just right in the center because he was giving that it wasn't i didn't see him interview ben shapiro but i did see him interview uh the other guy that jeremy boring who also runs the daily wire hey and man he is the he best was giving leader, he was giving pushback against him jeremy Bo- is he actually called jeremy boring or was that a diss he, it's something boring i don't know i can't remember what his first name <laughs> is but boring. It, it's boring like spelt like goring uh yeah <laughs> but like yeah pierce just gives pushback to everybody who comes on his show and it's so fucking spineless really and it's in a, in a weird way it's, yeah oh yeah i, I yeah. don't know it's completely unideological. I don't know. He, yeah, he's very much an opportunist. He just wants to like. He he wants to get in an argument. Basically, uh, he wants mm-hmm. to be contrary, but he generally wants to do it in a way that he is protected by basically taking the establishment line, which he is yeah. mostly. I mean, fucking hell, he's actually a lot. He does mention Palestinian suffering more than a lot of people in the British media at the moment. Yeah, but he's and, basically... and he got a lot more people on to discuss the Palestinian side than most Western exactly. press did. That's what I'm saying. But he has basically taken a kind of pro-Israel side for the most part. Yeah. And, and uh, like, personally speaking. And, and fucking, you know, the thing is, he is right. He is one of the only figures in, like, the mainstream of British media at the time who opposed the Iraq war publicly. At the time, he was the editor of the Daily Mirror, which is a Labour-supporting paper. And I think probably the stance that he took on the Iraq war estranged him a lot from the British centre-left who were slavishly in favour of it and Mm. may have led in part to where he's situated at the moment as a kind of right-wing shock jock. However, it is worth saying that Piers Morgan somehow managed to fucking find one of the few instances of war crimes by British and American forces in the Iraq war that was fucking made up. Like, oh, he, yeah, yeah. he inexplicably, <laughs> out of all the shit out there, he managed to find some shit that was, like, pretty, like, fabricated. And, and you know, if someone get, wants to get in touch and say, actually, that was the establishment line, Piers Morgan had it right, this was truth. As I understand it, yeah, he, he published all these, like, staged pictures of prisoners being tortured, which were very much like the shit that actually did happen in Abu Ghraib. But, yeah, he didn't... Mm. Abu Ghraib wasn't his scoop. <laughs> so it's like... Uh, I think that gives you... You know, like yeah. the best stance that Piers Morgan ever took, he managed to like just <laughs> catastrophically fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and relatedly, actually, I will just say, like, the funniest thing about the Hassan interview with Piers was that it was so clear that he did not get Hassan on there to talk about Palestine, really, except in the most oh. indirect way. He got him on there 
because he was pissed off that Hassan had called him a stenographer for the IDF and a <laughs> baboon in a suit because he just kept bringing it up and getting so offended and and he'd be like, why did you call me a propagandist? That is very very wrong. I take great offense to that. And and Hassan's just like, I mean, like, look, there's thousands of people dying every day, and I'm not like here to talk up to you about uh like noam chomsky style uh building consensus stuff you know let's talk about the issues and other than that though it was it was pretty unfortunate because like yeah they did not because of that they didn't get to talk about the actual issues all that much it was mostly just peers being very offended (laughs) like you just said we were too right wing i'm the classic real politic intro (laughs) And, and he, there was a bit where Pierce was like, I just want to know who you believe I'm a propagandist for. And he said, didn't even fucking idea. Me, it felt to me like like he wanted to try to trick Hassan into accidentally saying some kind of anti-Semitic. <laughs> I don't I don't. It didn't happen. It's hard I to tell. I meant the but, Jewish people, Pierce. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, 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 it felt very iffy, like he was trying to get some kind of like grand Jewish conspiracy thing out of Hassan, and it was very, very odd, very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yeah. Again, I understand the, the humor, but I, to be serious, uh, Bassem, about this tonight, there okay, is. I will be serious. Now, I, I, I will be serious. I was watching your interview with Ben Shapiro, and I will tell you one thing. Yeah. I think that Ben Shapiro is one of the smartest people whoever walked this earth. He's very, very smart. I follow him and I believe everything he said. And when he came out on your show, his solution was, and I quote, his solution was that the solution for this is for Israel to annex Gaza and to kill as many son of bitches as possible to make sure that this will never happen again. And anyone, anyone who called for a ceasefire will be a terrorist sympathizer. So God forbid, I don't want to be labeled as a terrorist sympathizer. So I agree with Ben Shapiro. I think we should kill as many son of bitches as possible. Well, let me, so okay. Far, but Basim, three, let me... Three, so far, 3,500 people were killed, mm. including 5,000 son of bitches in the bombing of the Baptist uh, 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 hospital as we speak right now. Mm. One third of those 3,500 were children. So my question to Ben Shapiro is, how many more son of bitches do we need to kill so Ben Shapiro is happy? Right, he's talking there but, but specifically I agree, I, but, but about I Hamas agree with him. I agree, I, I, I agree with him. The, the thing is, the question is, what is a proportionate response? Because yes. it has been different from one tier to another. So if you look to this graph, for example, this is the death of Israeli and Palestinians, and it's changing from one year to year. It's like fluctuating like crypto. So my question is today, what is the going rate today for human lives. I mean, 2014 was a great year for Ben Shapiro. 88 Israelis were died, and there was 2,329 Palestinians killed on the other side. That is one Israeli for 27 uh, Palestinians. That is a very good exchange rate. What I'm saying is, what is the exchange rate well, for I, today? Well, I, so I, you guys will be happy. That's my question. Well, it's not me, I, I it's not me guys. I, I don't, I'm not on either no, side. No, 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 not you. Like, when I yeah. say you guys, I say like the people on the other side of that. I know that you, you don't think like that, you are one of the good guys. But let me tell you something. I mean, I'm, the reason that I'm, I'm using this is that, I mean, I, could, I can't remember what happened in 2014 and there was no music festival, but there, were, there must be something. I mean, they must do something. It is their fault. It has to be something. I mean, 2018, 300 Palestinians died. Ah, who's counting, you know? Uh, but the, the, so the thing is, what my question is, let's 
find what is the exchange rate for human life today so we know, expect the future death of Palestinians and we'll be happy to it. My, my response to that would be this, Bassem. I've thought carefully about this. Well, Piers Morgan, interesting, uh, some interesting coverage there. What else? Uh, oh, Channel 4 have done some all right stuff. On Channel 4 News, they did, uh, oh, yeah. they did a good report where they basically concluded that all the shit that Israel was saying about the hospital bombing was a big pack of lies. Mm, yeah. <laughs> As did Al Jazeera, but it's like in the West, they don't take Al Jazeera seriously. Even no. They do a lot yeah. of very good journalism. Ooh, Muslim names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, it's like I was saying to you, like, they fucking, like, people uh, who are pro Israel love talking about the organization Islamic Jihad. Because they just want, <laughs> yeah. they just want to say, like, um, you know, because it's just like, oh, Islamic Jihad. Oh, those don't sound like nice guys. Spooky, scary. So it's like, oh, Israel just blew up a hospital. Oh, no, no, no. No, you don't understand. That was Islamic Jihad. Oh, oh, well, well, that does sound like the kind of thing Islamic Jihad would do. <laughs> you know, that's right. like the thought process. <laughs> oh, Starmer is doing like an apology tour to the Muslim community. Because he, <laughs> because basically he said that Israel had the right to withdraw food, electricity, and water from Israeli <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, uh, and he's now. I, I certainly saw his initial remarks. I didn't know about the apology tour. Oh, he's denying that he ever said it. Now, even though there's a video of him <laughs> saying it, he's saying I was answering the previous question. I don't know if he had a fucking malfunction or something because he'd already answered the previous question <laughs> with the same rote bullshit about how Israel uh... had the right to do that. But the interviewer specifically said, do they have the right to withdraw food, water and electricity? And he said, Israel do have that right. So he basically, from what Mm. I have heard, this is well-sourced stuff. Starmer apparently uh, called around various London mosques and they all told him to get fucked. He was like, can I come and do a photo op with you guys and show that I'm down with Muslims? And they were like, <laughs> no. So he had he had to Respect. go he had to go to fucking Wales. <laughs> Friends of the show. Starmer had to go to like uh, let me let me get this up, the the South Welsh Muslim uh, <laughs> organization or something. Who I've seen getting a lot of criticism from. Uh, they were probably things. just like, oh, we're just like a small organization. We're getting attention from this big politician. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not to excuse it, but. Here we go. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Keir, <laughs> Keir Starmer, I was grateful to hear from a Muslim community of the South Wales Islamic Centre. <laughs> the M- MP for Holborn and St Pancras, Keir Starmer, down at the South Wales Islamic Centre. Just like Paul Mason, you know, lives and breathes Wales. Uh, I repeat our calls for all hostages to be released just you know you just go along to the the south wales islamic center and just ask them to release the hostages (laughs) (laughs) thank you i have long suspected that the welsh were pulling the strings of the hamas menace (laughs) thank you you are totally right to stand up to these welsh devils and demand that they release the hostages at once you know if Fucking super furry animals, John Cale, Tom <laughs> Jones, Shrieking Tin Man. Do you condemn Hamas? <laughs> we need answers from the Welsh on this. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the representatives of the South Wales Islamic Centre told Keir Starmer. 
they 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 were going to do about the hostages. Maybe they. I'm said, sure they said they'll be in touch with their contacts at Hamas. Yeah, yeah. we'll put in a word with Hamas. <laughs> tell, telling the biggest fucking cop in the country that you have mates in Hamas. Yeah, okay. <laughs> More humanitarian oh, aid to man. enter Gaza. Blah blah blah. For the water and power to be switched back on now. He's really emphasizing the water and power to be switched back on there, as, mm. it, as if he'd previously <laughs> said or something that he, that he didn't think that should happen. Um, and a renewed focus on the two-state solution, blah, 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 blah. So pretty boring stuff after the bit where he asks for, um, asks for the Welsh people to release the hostages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, Starmer can say, you know, oh, I never said that. I never said that Israel had the right to withdraw uh, all, all these vital uh, goods from Palestinian people. But then why did his senior shadow ministers, David Lammy and Emily Thornberry, then go out and say the same thing in defence of his position for several days afterwards? Yeah. Did they just yeah, misspeak yeah. as well? <laughs> Were they misconstrued? They're just answering a series of questions, you know, in a rapid fire way. Yeah. 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 Well, I, what this whole thing reveals really to me is that the almost the entire Western left, by which I mean pretty much everyone who isn't like a committed Marxist of some stripe, is really shown that without any kind of material analysis or like theoretical understanding of the forces at work they do all just quite literally no matter how woke they appear to be they 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 see the world as being comprised of these distinct monolithic ethnic groups mm. where all Jews are invested in the Israeli project and Israel is defending all Jews and all Muslims are responsible for Hamas uh, not even just all Palestinians but like all Muslims and uh, they're all just scary terrorist people and this is a great clash of West versus East it's the only way to make sense of how all these like aesthetically woke libs and even like moderate leftists are coming out and saying Saying, yes, Israel has a right to defend itself, and uh, I'm not an anti-Semite. And bro, you're literally being an anti-Semite by saying that Israel even has my interests at heart. You know, like yeah. it's not, and it's just so cataclysmically horrific. Just this collective punishment that everyone has said that Israel has the right to do, and 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 at best they're just sort of slightly walking back in recent days, like. Oh, Maybe, maybe you shouldn't kill every single Palestinian. That might be a little much, you know? Uh, it's well, the thing, a little late. A little, very little, very late, you know? <laughs> well, the thing we're saying now is that, like, uh, the, the thing that we're hearing now is, like, oh, why, why do Western leftists want to stick up for these socially conservative Palestinians? <laughs> like, um, Matthew Iglesias, the Palestinian cause is a left-wing issue in the West, but Palestinians are very conservative. And again, it's just Western chauvinism at its finest. Expecting everyone to be a fucking selfish piece of shit. (laughs) I've seen so many queer comrades being like, I don't conditionally support Palestinian liberation. It's not about like whether they fucking like me. It's the right thing. It's just it's just fucking just to say my good friend Frank Sabotka, if you only extend rights to people in places that broadly share values in cultural or legal terms, then you only have to give a fuck about other Western liberal democracies, which is handy. (laughs) He puts that really well, I think. Because, yeah, that's the kind of pinkwashing defense of Israel. 
where it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. in, in Gaza, they just want to throw gay people off buildings. Make sure to add Owen Jones into your tweet when you say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it's so, uh, like, again, you got to have a materialist analysis. Like, these are people living on the edge, being kept in a perpetual famine state by an o- occupying uh, entity, and they're struggling for survival. Maybe, maybe they haven't, had like, sat down and uh, thought about, like, Hmm, trans people and non-binary like we really got to do more representation like they, they, they're fighting for survival like i'm not saying like you know it's obviously it's lgbt issues are incredibly important but and it's also but most from queer the people other I angle, know support palestine like yeah that's, that's yeah because they under because a lot of them do understand and a lot of us i should say really because I, I i am a member of the lgbt community but we do understand that our support is not conditional uh like you say you need to not be worrying about where your next meal is coming from before you can start worrying about having empathy for people who may not be exactly like you really in a lot of ways and not just that but the fact that israel has repeatedly assassinated uh every moderate palestinian leader like mm. yeah you're only going to have the extremists uh and even then even if you if you genuinely think these things like do you think the palestinian lgbt community which does exist because mm-hmm. obviously lgbt people exist everywhere uh oh, they all they support israel by being bombed <laughs> is They're israel huge fans of israel in the palestinian lgbt yeah. community has, has israel invented magic artillery that doesn't kill gay people like <laughs> I don't get it. It's like that, it uh, you know, all. in the South Park, uh, I always love to reference South Park in the context of serious conversations, <laughs> but you know, uh, the South Park episode where Cartman and Malads become Somalian pirates, and then at the end, the um, special forces show up and their commanding officer gives the order, like, remember, only shoot the black ones. It's like when Israel go, in, <laughs> go into Palestine, they, they get the order, like, remember, only shoot the straight and cis ones. <laughs> and, well, yeah, that- uh, that does actually remind me. There's a huge problem with racism within Israel. Uh, yeah. They did not want the Ethiopian Jews at all for many years, and then they begrudgingly said, fine, we got to let you in since we're trying to pretend to be woke. But now they're still second-class citizens, and then there's the Arab Jews who get treated much like Palestinians. Like, mm. uh, And they'll definitely be next on the chopping block if, they, if Israel completes its colonial project against Palestine. Well, no, that is uh, a pro- israel line but i've heard it's like oh but 20 percent of the israeli population are arabs it's like are they are they anti-israel like i mean i don't know what 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 would you say to that if you heard well I, I was specifically talking about there's palestinian jews like arab jews like three yeah. percent of the historic uh is is palestinian community was always jewish but that doesn't of course give a bunch of European Jews the right to come in and claim the land as their own. Uh, uh, and and uh, you might be referring to a slightly separate thing, which is the, yeah, the Palestinian citizens of Israel, which uh, okay. are two million, uh, about 20%. And yeah, they're treated as second-class citizens. They, they uh, especially in the um, Bedouin community, there's a lot of Bedouin villages that regularly get plowed down by the IDF, like the literal bulldozers, because they don't recognize them as having a legitimate, like, 
legal right to the land, even though they are citizens of Israel and uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're nomads. They're, it, it's, it's, it's really, yeah, it is, there's tears, man. Like obviously at the very bottom are the Palestinians in Gaza, followed closely by the Palestinians in West Bank. And then you got like the Palestinian, the, 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 Palestinian citizens of Israel, then the Arab Jews and the Black Jews, and then at the top you got the European Jews. Hmm. I wonder how that happened. Like, yeah. Uh, no, uh, when you put it like that, it's really interesting. That's actually broken it down a lot for me. I think the stratification of uh, Israeli society. Oh yeah, it's amazingly reminiscent of like you know the old timey uh, like Spanish systems where they'd have grades for each degree of color that you had in your pigment. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. But I was. What else we got? We probably got more to say on 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 this issue. I mean, there is so much to say. Yes. Um, what else have we been talking about? What have, What have I said in my voice notes? <laughs> I imparted any worthwhile information on on you and any of those? It's it, it's it is hard to remember, and I can't go back and look. Just listen to. Just uh, I just start playing my voice notes down the mic just to uh, just to see. One thing. I mean, would it be dicey to talk about that thread I sent you about the initial Hamas attack and like their possible military motivations for it? No, I mean, I I felt like that was pretty reasonable, and like again, to be clear. Not, not like a supporter of Hamas, but I feel like the more I learn about them, the more like I can see how they are just another anti-colonial entity. You know, they mm. are, uh, and they maybe do some things that I don't agree with here and there, and they maybe have some thoughts that I don't agree with. They're not exactly socialists, but <laughs> no. like I really, really fail to see the, the difference between them and any other liberation movement on a fundamental level yeah they're, they're the kind of thing they're, that they do brutal up. things but they act brutally in a logical way they do it because they have reasons it's you like know? what do people think the algerian liberation movement were perfect victims right they blew they they, they, they set off bombs they killed, they killed civilians, civilians way more great. regularly than hamas like they did it as like a regular <laughs> thing like to to keep, yeah. the, keep the white populate the french occupiers on their toes yeah, um, and we can argue about their effectiveness, but like, no, that's uh, we can argue about happens. Hamas's effectiveness too. I mean, like, they're pretty yeah. shit a lot of the time at killing civilians. What they fired, like, in twenty twenty one, when the tensions were inflamed in Israel, they fired nine hundred rockets into Israel allegedly, and uh, twenty people were killed. <laughs> so it's like this is. But then they misfire one yeah, in their own yeah. territory and kill five hundred. I'm sure. Well, yeah. exactly. Yeah, this is why the rocket thing. It's just like, yeah, but fuck off, like hospital situation like i'm sorry like whatever i ain't buying that oh british intelligence now say that uh hamas did it oh okay yeah well if the, if the british intelligence <laughs> well it's settled then so yeah 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 british intelligence services have never told us any uh incorrect information and uh that's why we needed to uh invade iraq to get rid of saddam's wmd yes uh <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't think of a succinct way to put that. This is the thing that I saw. Oh, we could maybe. It's good make... that you screenshotted this because I went to go look at the original tweet and it was. It's like not available anymore. I'm yeah. pretty sure it got taken down. I saw. I saw this stuff got deleted as well. But I mean, the other thing maybe we could mention is that thing. Uh, it was like from a Hamas 2017 policy document where they like repudiated the. Uh, 
straightforward anti-Semitism in their original charter. Yeah. That would be worth looking at. It seems like they they do keep doing these things to show the West, like, look, 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 look. We're we're a little cooler heads than you think we are. And the West is just like, yeah, but we'd we'd rather just paint you as scary Muslims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it doesn't matter. They send people to the British Parliament to engage in uh, peaceful political debate. And everyone just, you know, fucking shits their pants because one British MP called them friends. Fucking <laughs> yeah. gives a fuck. Um, but yeah, this thing, we can get to the Hamas thing in a second. This is regarding their attack on the music festival. This guy points out, and seeing mm. as the tweets are gone now, I don't know if this guy would want to be named. But um, sorry if you complain. Uh, <laughs> if, if you are listening to this and you are like, that was my fucking thread and they're not crediting me. Please let us know and we will credit you on Twitter. But he says, regarding the music festival, most adult Israelis under 40 are soldiers or reservists. Hamas and other militant groups would likely have viewed partygoers as Israeli terrorists on R&R. Many of these uh, partygoers who survived will eventually be, as their equivalents across Israel currently are, waiting on the outskirts of Gaza so they can want invade once Israel's military has decided its air force has pulverized Gaza and its people sufficiently. Those who push the slaughter of the 1,300 innocents narrative ignore the fact that at least 350 of the innocents were in the armed forces of Israel and on duty. That seems like a pretty um, significant thing. Like, if you're counting on-duty members of the military among the civilian casualties, (laughs) it was... Because they don't do that with uh, Hamas. I I immediately thought that as soon as the number came out. I was like, but there was a bunch of IDF killed. Like, that's not right. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're counting IDF people in with the um with with so silly. There, there were, by the way, a comparable amount of people in Hamas killed, like Hamas insurgents killed on that day to the number of Israelis killed. I think. Mm. Yeah, so they were on duty, and it was probably the single biggest day of IDF casualties since the sixty-seven or seventy-three wars, perhaps ever. It's also unclear how many of the dead were caught in crossfire between the IDF and Hamas rather than explicitly targeted. There's evidence that Israeli forces didn't hesitate to shoot at Hamas fighters with hostages. And I I did see a quote from an Israeli hostage where they were saying that we were basically safe until the Israeli troops came and started shooting and then we were just caught in a lot of crossfire. Yeah, I saw that bit too. And I mean, yeah, Israel has been bombing the hostages. So, yeah, they clearly don't really care. The government doesn't care, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This is something you sent me, I think. The source, I guess this is an Israeli source, dismissed Hamas's claim that the hostages were released on humanitarian grounds, saying humanitarianism doesn't really apply to Hamas. They are savages. (laughs) So, yeah, that's a kind of good (laughs) faith for any kind of... uh, (laughs) prisoner swap they, can't, they, they just couldn't do anything right they, they can't they're not allowed uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> israel's economy minister said hamas's tunnel network will become the world's biggest ceremony uh, se- ser- fuck's sake the world's biggest cemetery. cemetery yeah yeah i've heard that quote yes uh which is horrifying and, and what you never hear about in the west that one of the reasons for the tunnels i mean yeah there's there are certainly is undeniable military reasons for the tunnels but one of the very legitimate like civilian reasons is because of the blockade on the gaza strip they need those tunnels into egypt to import anything 
they're, 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 my point just being that there's legitimate uses to those tunnels, uh, and they wouldn't, they definitely would not exist without an occupation. Mm. Uh, yes, uh, just going back, yeah, to those tweets we just mentioned. Yeah, all, all very good points. I mean, again, any truly innocent lives that were lost on like any side are awful and all but like you do it's absolutely true in a colonial setting and in this case it's very legally like uh you know encoded in the israeli state all adults are considered combatants you know only children are the true civilians in uh in a colonial setting and that's not to say i mean there there were and there are anti-zionist israelis um for sure but uh and 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 even some of them were in those communities that were attacked uh, on the 7th and i've even seen a really good little facebook video from one of the surviving victims of the hamas attack where she was saying how like you know we can't let hate like overwhelm us and like i I was an anti-zionist before this and i'm an anti-zionist now and uh, the only way this is going to end is if we stop the occupation and um yeah i don't know if you did you see that did you watch that interview i mentioned with the omar omar i think is his name i i can't remember uh the the um, israeli knesset guy um, member of the uh communist party of israel no i don't think i see i've seen this Oh, is it? Was, uh, I I think I sent it to my brother actually. Um, Wait, there are communists I, 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 in the Israeli Knesset. Yeah, I don't know how many. There might only be the one, and oh, he's no. being sanctioned now, so oh, he's right, like okay. being suspended for two weeks without pay, and he could potentially face criminal uh, indictment because it's now illegal to do anything against the war in Israel. Oh well, uh, <laughs> like like the uh, TFL, the Transport for London train driver who said "Free Palestine" over the tannoy and has been suspended from his job now. I found the updated Hamas charter from 2017, by the way. Cool. Send that to me. <laughs> Do you want me to read you a bit of the Hamas, Hamas yeah, 2017 go charter? Hamas affirms that its conflict is with the Zionist project, not with the Jews because of their religion. Hamas does not wage a struggle against the Jews because they are Jewish, but wages a struggle against the Zionists who occupy Palestine. Yet, it is the Zionists who constantly identify Judaism and the Jews with their own colonial project and illegal entity. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they yeah. seem to have a better understanding of the situation than, like, yeah, any, any Western politician. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hamas they rejects... have a better handle of anti-Semitism, I should really say, as well. <laughs> Hamas rejects the persecution of any human being or the undermining of his or her rights on nationalist, religious, or sectarian grounds. Hamas is of the view that the Jewish problem and... I mean, I wouldn't use that phrase, but uh, (laughs) anti-Semitism and the persecution of the Jews are phenomena fundamentally linked to European history and not to the history of the Arabs and the Muslims. So that's interesting because, yeah, I mean, a lot of people do like to say, oh, it's just these kind of barbarous Muslims who just have a problem with Jews. And it's like, do you want to take a look at the history of Europe? Yeah, right. Why? Why were Jews so uh, eager 
to flee from Europe. Uh, wh why did Jews feel the need to get their own distinct homeland from, even though they're from many different countries with many different cultures? Because they mm. wanted they wanted to take on the Palestinians who had genocidal plans for them. They wanted to just 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 preemptively strike against these Palestinians. Yeah. The well, if you'd believe the the, the Zionist propaganda, it does say that like. Yeah, we've just been at war forever, Arabs and Jews. We just can't get along, man. And it, why was there still 3% of the Jewish community in Palestine before Zionism started, if this was true? Why, why were there any Jews? Surely they would have genocided them, right? Or maybe, 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 maybe they got along. I don't know. It's crazy. Well, it's I, crazy. I talked to you in one of my many voice messages I've sent you recently about, like, this idea that if Hamas or just if let's not just say if Palestinians had the power to by which I think people mean equal political rights to Israelis then they would launch a genocide against Jewish people and I think what I said to you is that this argument just falls apart under so many collapsing layers of hypotheticals that it is just um it's just yeah. pointless to even ponder. For a start, let's say... I mean, so this is an argument against one state where every citizen there is equal. And let's just say, like, whether they're Israeli or Palestinian. And let's just say that in this case, the massive, massive number, however many million displaced Palestinians all returned to Palestine, thus meaning that it was no longer a majority Jewish country if it was just one country so then let's just say that this new country hosts a uh, set of free and fair elections and now with people in the gaza strip bear in mind hamas aren't in power outside of the gaza strip now if people in the gaza strip are no longer under the kind of constant duress that they're under do you think that in a nationwide democratic election they're going to elect a hamas government <laughs> and then let's just, you know we've still plenty of jewish people in this country having the right to vote so yeah the, it, it might be majority muslim but jewish people would still be a sizable voting block now let's just say that hamas yeah. take power now is the first thing that they're going to do as the first government of this beleaguered new state launch uh, full-on ethnic <laughs> cleansing of jewish people knowing full well that this is a very very delicate international situation and ki <laughs> yeah. kind of the entire thing would be predicated on on them not doing that to jewish people otherwise there would be like a nuclear bomb for example fucking invasion by america i mean like i said there's so many layers of hypotheticals but it is just it is such well, it's the wrong question to ask, and we know that people are asking it deliberately as well, because it's all very well talking about some hypothetical genocide, but it seems like a bit of a fucking frivolity to me when one is actually happening in front of our eyes. And it's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that the dynamic <laughs> is literally the opposite. It's flipped from the one that these people are saying, oh, but it could happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, when you get down to it, fundamentally it's just the great replacement myth but in a jewish israeli context yeah except it's it, nothing it, more than if we if we offer rights to these people if we allow them to come back to their homes then they'll outnumber us and they'll do to us what we've been doing to them this whole fucking time yeah no absolutely it, bonkers it's 
hang on, I just saw a tweet from Geraint about like James Ball got mugged. Apparently, it's very funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my memory. I, I had something to return to a little, but uh, you can finish your point if you had one. Um, just nah, nah, never mind. I, I haven't got it. Maybe I'll remember it in sh- so right. shortly. I just wanted to finish what I was saying earlier because I got distracted and confused. So the Israeli Communist Party is called Maki. M-A-K-I. Yeah. They got a nice little hammer and sickle and everything. They used to they used to be like supporters of Stalin, but then like every cucked communist party, they uh, said, oh, Stalin's crimes were awful. But at any rate, they're still a Marxist-Leninist party with a re- reasonable understanding of reality. And the guy in spe- specifically I was, I was talking about is Dr. Ofer Kassif. And he's an Israeli Knesset member for this party. And he did this really great, like, hour and 20-minute interview where he, I mean, as an Israeli member of parliament, I I think, especially one who's, like, currently getting a lot of flack, he did feel the need to repeatedly and explicitly condemn the Hamas attacks (laughs) over and over again. But he absolutely, he fully acknowledged that the reason the attacks happened is because of the actions of Israel and that this didn't start in 2023 and it started a long time ago and the only way out is for the occupation to end and it was just it was very interesting to hear literally an Israeli politician having quite quite a reasonable take ultimately yeah uh, you know and uh doing everything just shy of like saying that the Hamas attacks made sense yeah and um so I recommend I recommend that as a listen uh, it, 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 for sure if you want to get a different sort of perspective that ultimately still has empathy for the Palestinian people. Well, if we want to talk just about like and like like Israel is a small country. I mean, and this I know this is part of Israeli propaganda. Israel is a small country with a small population, and like so th- this guy he even says like he 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 knew plenty of people who uh, were victims of the attack and he lost people and uh, you know he still considers himself uh, anti-Zionist and uh, pro-Palestinian you know Mm. well if again it's just that not letting fear and hate just dictate all your actions well if we want to talk about the kind of very funny side of Israeli propaganda um (laughs) There's been a couple of things in the last week that have provided some welcome reprise from the constant uh, news of further death and destruction. And the first thing, it felt like um, a rainbow appearing in the sky you know, after a terrible storm. You know what I mean? It was like Private Eye magazine, which, you know, takes a lot of very boring centrist political stances a lot of the time. I'm not saying it's... Uh, great left-wing publication but they published a front page saying warning no picture or anything this magazine may contain some criticism of the israeli government and may suggest (laughs) that killing everyone in gaza as revenge for hamas atrocities may not be a good long-term solution to the problems of the region (laughs) now would you say is that a word-for-word quote that is word for word that's just (laughs) that's that's, great that's their cover yeah a great cover (laughs) Here's a Jewish news article. 
Private Eye accused of fueling anti-Semitic tropes with latest cover on Israel. <laughs> it's, it's, you can't win. You it can't is fucking just win. so clear at this point that there is literally nothing you can say about Israel that right. <laughs> supporters of Israel won't call anti-Semitic. Like literally heard, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't heard that one. I had heard like Greta Thunberg did a fairly yes. like middling kind of like just palestinians are people too kind of tweet and she had like a stuffed octopus octopus. yeah i don't know where oh this is anti-semitic i don't know where she bought the cuddly toy of nick cohen but i want one well apparently i looked at like we well somebody else looked it up i'll be honest and and uh shared the source and it's like a little it's for like autistic people to represent their emotions like it's not 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 it was (laughs) anti-semitism It's so fucking funny. It's just a cute little octopus toy. And, like, can you yeah. imagine, like, the fucking adult mind of someone who thinks that this, like, you know, nice young woman who just wants to make the environment better. Like, you know, I'm I'm not, like, a Greta Thunberg super fan, but, like, she's such a, like, harmless fucking figure. And you're just, like, there, like... Nah, she's just trying to say that she wants to kill yeah. all the Jews because she's got an octopus in there. <laughs> and it's especially sickening because it's just, it's the boy who cried wolf, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, you keep calling every shadow anti-Semitism and people aren't going to believe you when there's actual anti-Semitism going on. Like I already mentioned the neo-Nazis outside the synagogue the other day and like my first reaction was not, oh my God, that's terrifying. My first reaction was, were they actually neo-Nazis? And it wasn't until I saw photos of like swastikas and I was like, okay. 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 It actually, because like I just I find it like I'm I'm find myself doubting these things, even though I know real anti-Semitism is still very much alive. It just makes it hard to filter out. And I wonder if that's even an intentional part of the strategy. You just you you don't know. Like, yeah, at least for some parts of the community, especially the Christian conservative Zionists, I'm sure they don't mind a little extra anti-Semitism going on. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it makes it hard to see the, act, the the trees or the forest. Yeah, they blur it all. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, man. Ah, uh, the private eye and Greta Thunberg things were both... Like you say, like, the Funberg thing, there was a sickening element. Because, again, it's like, I see this on Twitter, I've noticed, whenever, like, a young woman who has a picture of herself in her profile picture posts something nice about Jeremy Corbyn, she gets a lot more fucking responses than when I post something nice about Jeremy Corbyn. You know what I mean? It's this that fucking thing of just, like, these horrible old bitter cunts. Like, they think they're going to be easy prey. And they just storm in in their droves. And they're just like, I can fucking bully this, this woman into retracting. And, um, you know, yeah. unfortunately, sometimes these people are fucking so vile that they succeed. Like, in Greta Thunberg's case, like, she posted a semi-retraction and deleted the picture and it's like i'm not giving a shit because sometimes when some things are fucking pain in the ass you do just want to delete that and move on fair enough but she did express support for palestine and effectively have to you know the initial statement she posted is gone and it's like that's how you fucking suppress free speech yeah yeah exactly i do have some more stuff to talk about uh but i need to go wake up my baby and yeah uh, yeah get them get their diaper changed she's been napping for an hour and if she naps any longer than that she's not gonna sleep tonight one day palestine will be free so be on the right side of history you're You're not not anti-semitic if you stand against war crimes 
Uh, speaking of cunts, I thought we could circle back to Israel and Palestine because I know you said you had some more shit to talk about on there. But I just wanted to mention this new thing that um, Azad Ali uh, from the organisation Cage has posted. So he said that it was disgusting that Keir Starmer had given cover for genocide against Palestinians and the mosque in Wales saw fit to allow him in. He said that was a spectacular betrayal. Then he provided a quite lengthy update. He said, I spoke to the imam of the South Wales Islamic Centre, Shaikh Mohammed, over the phone about these images which are being used by Keir Starmer as propaganda and PR to dilute and sanctify his statement in support of war crimes and genocide. I don't know this imam personally. I don't know anything about him and had not spoken to him before the telephone conversation. I shared my thoughts on Keir Starmer and the South Wales Islamic Centre propaganda before my conversation with the centre's imam. My thoughts on the issue have not changed. We all know that mosque imams in the UK are employees of mosque committees and have zero decision-making powers. Since my phone conversation with the imam of South Wales Islamic Centre was private, I asked for his permission to share on Facebook and with others the details I am going to share now, and he granted me his permission to do so. The imam was crying and upset as he explained to me the following. Number one, South Wales Islamic Centre did not invite Keir Starmer. He was in Mm. Wales and his people made a phone call to South Wales Islamic Centre expressing their desire to come and visit the centre. Two, the imam did not know who Keir Starmer was before he met him at the (laughs) South Wales Islamic Centre. He's Egyptian, can barely speak or read English and doesn't follow local politics. He was also not aware of what Keir Starmer had said in support of genocide and war crimes. He wishes he had researched online before agreeing to meet him. Even if he had, he doubted that he would have found anything in Arabic. He says, it seems to me (laughs) the old issue of imams who are not familiar with the local context has still not been resolved. With notable exceptions, Al-Azhar graduates have not always been known to be politically and socially literate and aware. So I was not surprised. Uh, Again, that's the guy from Cage saying that, not me. Three, the imam was unaware that this visit would be exploited for propaganda and public relations. He was shocked when the angry phone calls started coming in from various communities and disappointed to see how pictures from the visit were being used by Keir Starmer on social media for propaganda purposes. Four, he will ask the mosque committee to meet and draft draft another statement to clarify what happened and state South Wales Islamic Centre's position. And five, he cried as he explained that he would never betray Palestinians by associating or collaborating in the propaganda of anyone who supports war crimes and genocide against them. I believe everything he told me. The South Wales Islamic Centre and its committee should clean this mess. From Michael Mimisa. Michael Jeez, Mimisa. man. Uh, that, that is so disgusting on the part of Keir Starmer. Yeah, what a piece I, of shit. And, and it, it explains why he couldn't get anyone in the London area. I imagine they're more metropolitan in London and they probably mm-hmm. have more English speakers making these decisions and more aware of politics. Whereas, yeah, an immigrant living in South Wales probably doesn't give that much of a fuck about local politics. It, it doesn't have much knowledge of the matter. Yeah, that that makes so much sense. I bet Kier was just going on a tour and just like, okay, we gotta find someone who's never heard of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this guy doesn't speak any English. Let's Perfect. go to his mosque. Yeah, yeah, fucking. Oh they just assumed God. that because he was Welsh he wouldn't speak any English yeah. anyway. <laughs> it's like, these Welsh are all fucking barbarians. Yeah. <laughs> 
the, no, it's, the, the natural it's brotherhood of Welsh and Palestinians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually think there is a fair amount of support for Palestine. Probably. In, in I mean, there I there to. is in Ireland, isn't there? I think Ireland, mm. Irish Republic, was one of the only Western countries to say anything like remotely. There is in Scotland, actually. Um, well, the oh, Scottish yeah. First yeah. Minister Humza Youssef has a lot of family in Palestine. Yes, um, right. So yeah. Yeah thoughts go out to him but fucking you know there's a lot of people in in scotland who uh, a recent poll in fact showed that everywhere in the uk apart from scotland like people were more pro-israel i guess that didn't mm. include ireland in there may have no i don't think it did include northern ireland in, in the poll but uh, it was like mainland britain but ah oh, man yeah it's a dark man, time it's really gross yeah 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 uh, just to like, be uh, just to be used for propaganda and uh, yeah uh, when you don't speak the language being so clearly taken advantage of we, well yeah because like he horrible. wouldn't he wouldn't be able to know oh you know this say this guy is to use the phrase in that online post like not like politically and socially literate he wouldn't necessarily know oh that's Keir Starmer he's a labor politician he uh, he has replaced Jeremy Corbyn and is setting himself out as a moderate kind of alternative to that, blah, 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 blah. You wouldn't know all that shit. But if you put it to him like, oh, he's a guy who supports Israel against uh, the Palestinians, then like, yeah. he, might, he might suddenly understand the situation. And made it's even like... worse by the fact that, like, yeah, Keir Starmer was, of course, trying to cover his ass and was making an apology statement. So it probably, even if he had some, un- even if this imam had some understanding of what was being said, he wouldn't have known that it was because he was covering for something else, you know? Substantively, yeah. it would have seemed like, oh, he, this guy wants to say something pro-Palestine. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the genocide. Uh, yeah, exactly. Totally, completely deceptive. If you don't closely follow British politics, you, you probably don't have any sense of how completely insane it is regarding <laughs> yeah. Israel and Palestine. <laughs> I hear you about it think- all the time from you, and I barely get it, man. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, the leader of the centre-left party, he's definitely going to be, like, fucking virulently in favour of Israeli war crimes. That make, Yeah, that's what you'd assume, <laughs> isn't it? Apparently, in ev- with every passing minute, according to Jeremy Corbyn, another human being in Gaza is killed. Yikes. Yeah, I believe it. It's been... Hasn't it been, like, the most brutal uh, action by Israel since, like, the Nakba? Barack Obama shared his thoughts on what's happening. Oh, oh good. Right. What does he oh, have to say? I'm sure he's very pro-Palestine. <laughs> I'm going to guess a bunch of fucking mealy-mouthed shit. <laughs> that's oh, that's uh, just my uh, my assumption. Uh, I'm for the side of the civilians, uh, of course, obviously. You know, the, uh, the attack on Israel was awful. And um, I don't know. I can't do a very good Obama but uh, <laughs> my, my Obama is I'm American, so I can kind of I'm talk American. like him. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wanted. Uh, yeah, I can't be asked to read Barack Obama's medium statement. I, I'll have to wait till his fucking end of year albums list. I think to see what Obama's been saying. Oh man, did you see that? Israeli President Isaac Herzog claims Hamas terrorists who broke into Israel were carrying instructions on how to make chemical weapons. These instructions were... um, (laughs) They were like these laminated cards saying in (laughs) English, (laughs) Al-Qaeda. Good old Al-Qaeda. 
The book that Isaac Herzog is holding, like, a laminated copy of the cover of, is a biography of Ramzi Youssef, a terrorist responsible for the 1993 World Trade Center bombing. The lesser World Trade Center attack. <laughs> and the book is Al-Qaeda propaganda, but not a weapons manual. Because apparently he was saying it was an instruction manual from Al-Qaeda for Hamas to do chemical weapons attacks. <laughs> It's like, (laughs) just the levels of, like, Israeli propaganda at the moment are, like, fucking insane. Like, when that Private Eye thing came out, like, what was just so funny to me was just people posting, like, Ian Hislop has gone too far this time. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) Ian Hislop, just this mainstay of, like, Friday Night British Comedy for 30 years on Have I Got News For You, editor of Private Eye, again, a British comedy institution who aren't very left-wing at all, really. I mean, they publish some good stuff, but it just depends on the writer. And it's like, it just fucking cracks me up that there's just been these people who for like probably for years have just been nursing this uh, feeling that Ian Hislop, who I think in his personal politics is like kind of a, like a one nation conservative or something, that he's like this like anti-Semitic lefty who wants to fucking, uh, <laughs> who wants a mass to like eradicate all Jews worldwide. Like Ian Hislop has just been kind of like dog whistling at his true sympathies for all these years and now he can really, really show his true colours with this private eye cover reading, I repeat, warning, this magazine may contain some criticism of the Israeli government and may suggest that killing everyone in Gaza as revenge for Hamas atrocities may not be a good long-term solution to the problems of the region. Yeah, the classic right. anti-Semitic trope. <laughs> <laughs> the age of the oldest hatred. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, I just, uh, I wanted to circle around a little to just briefly touch on, again, like, Israel being super woke, right? Like, LGBT rights. They're not as great as they like to make out to be. Like, They, they don't have gay marriage, do they? Yeah, that that that's the really big one. They, well, f- for one thing, there's no civil marriage, full stop, in oh, uh, wow. Israel. They only recognize religious marriage, and therefore, because of that, they don't recognize gay marriage. Oh. And, um, yeah, the only circumstance you can get a civil marriage in Israel is if both people belong to different recognized religions. And they're currently trying to ban miscegenation between Jews and non-Jews. So it, uh, we'll see how like long liberal that liberal democracy to me. Right? <laughs> and then it's only recently that they got adoption rights in the last few years. And then as for conversion therapy, there has been a bill passed in the Knesset to finally ban it in 2020. But it's... Okay. Um, at least as of the, according to this article I'm reading, which might be outdated, it still has to go through more approval before it will actually become law. So, yeah, conversion therapy was cool until recently, at least, in Israel. And same with a lot of other, like, adoption issues and stuff. They're, no, they're... but if Hamas, if Hamas were in control of all of Israel and Palestine, <laughs> that would be mass uh, building throwing. Yeah. No, they're not, they won't be throwing buildings at gay people. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past Hamas, quite frankly. First line of Hamas's charter is, yeah, kill all gays. <laughs> we will Clearly. launch it's buildings even, even above the kill all Jews catapults. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are their two main books. They don't really care about the, like, Palestinian self-determination thing. That's just a sideshow. 
for the grand catapult <laughs> swindle. They're really a single-issue party, and that single-issue yeah, yeah. is just kill everyone who's not an Islamic fundamentalist, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, did you see that very funny Israeli propaganda of, like, all the Hamas bigwigs sitting on a private jet, like, sipping champagne and stuff? And it was v- so clearly, like, AI-generated, or at least <laughs> altered, but their faces were blurring. Like, let me send you uh, the picture of the one supposed Hamas leader that I post on Twitter with the caption, When the Kush Hits. You got the image? (laughs) 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 It's so funny. Just like, look at at the Hamas bosses. (laughs) They're laughing at you. They're up there living it up. (laughs) On on like Donald Trump's private jet. They probably were. Oh man, that was so funny. They're getting lazy. They're getting lazy. AI is ruining all forms of art, including bad propaganda. 100%, man. I think the Hamas militant community, they should go on strike and refuse to (laughs) fight against Israel at all until uh, they they, uh, have rights to their likenesses back from the sinister (laughs) AI uh, forces. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it used to be you'd pay a guy to spend hours airbrushing this perfect portrait, you know, to make make this propaganda. Now you can just say, oh, Hamas bosses uh, on an airplane uh, laughing. So lazy. (laughs) Total shit. Total shit, man. Where's the soul? Where's the heart? (laughs) Lie to my face. Yeah, Israeli propaganda, man, used to be an art, you know, and now it's just, just slapdash shit. Now the Hasbara handbook just says, make AI do shit for you. Just seeing if there's uh, been any more news while we've been recording. UN watching for signs of Hamas diverting humanitarian aid, US State Department says. Oh, oh right. Cool, cool. Okay, of course that's, they that's are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. We've just got to not give any humanitarian uh, aid to Palestine because Hamas are just going to spend it on rockets. Or something. They're going to spend it on champagne and private jets <laughs> and AI technology <laughs> to blur their own face. That was actually Hamas wanted that picture to be circulated. They were taunting Israel. They're saying, "Haha, we're laughing at you. We're living and it up out here, and, and we've blurred our faces to protect our identities." <laughs> <laughs> Right, I don't want to make this recording too super long. Do you have much more to add, or? Uh, well, I feel like I've hit most of my points. I mean, what I what we could do is we could wrap up the Israel stuff now, and then we could just shoot the shit for a bit, like while I roll a zoot, and we could talk about like some rap music and funny stuff and. No, I was I was glad that I got like a genuine heartfelt condemnation of Keir Starmer from you, though. That was like that made my fucking day. Like just like <laughs> that's disgusting from Starmer. I'm like, yes, it is. He's a disgusting man. Uh, for like, for a brief moment, I felt the full breadth and depth of your outrage towards the man. 
Yeah, yeah, I was just like, yes, we need to spread the Starmer out message throughout uh, <laughs> throughout the world, throughout the civilized world, because God knows in the so-called uncivilized world, I think they all probably just see him as a fucking white supremacist apartheid loving <laughs> cunt anyway. <laughs> right. Exactly. The the American voting bloc is very big in Britain, and I'm highly influential there. So tell me just how cool. With a Taliban Sat burning incense in Texas Roaming round in a Lexus Sitting on six billion oil drums Down with the Dow Jones Up on the Nasdaq Pushed into the war zones It's a commercial crusade Cause only all men get paid And only so many soldiers come home it's a commando crusade, a military charade, and only so many soldiers come home. What mean you that you beat my people? What mean you that you beat my people? And grind the faces of the poor. It's tech, it's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing. 